0: It's timely, it's insightful, it's motivating, it's empowering. It's Time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy.
1: Hello and thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. I trust this finds you all wherever you're, if you're listening in from. My guest today is a renowned acting teacher, writer, creative consultant, and filmmaker. She joins us via Zoom from Santa Monica to talk about her latest book, Artist Awakening The Spirit Within, and she believes that some of the lessons that she teaches her artists are, are lessons that can be readily applicable uh, to, to our own lives as well. So um i'm pleased to welcome um jocelyn jones to this edition of the time with fred podcast jocelyn thank you so much for coming on today
0: thank you fred thank you very much for having me it's a pleasure
1: same here pleasure is all mine so jocelyn let's give her um our listeners a little bit about you one of the questions i'd like to ask is, is, is who is jocelyn
0: uh you know i i was raised uh on the Hudson River, uh, there's a lot of artists, you know, communities up on the Hudson River Valley was raised in one of those little place called Sneedon's Landing. And uh, so the dinner table was surrounded by artists, um, painters and writers, my father was an actor, uh, dancers, choreographers, uh, you know, uh, it was quite an extraordinary group. And so from a very young age, I was sort of witnessing and very found myself very interested in the process and what made these artists uh, twinkle and alive uh, and happy when they were happy and what made them not so happy. And it was pretty clear to tell that when they were on a project, they were lit from within. They had that inspiration and they... Uh, they had purpose and they had drive and they were excited. And uh, when they did not have a project, you know, my dad was an actor. When actors are out of work, you know, you want to send them to a hotel because they're very sad and they think they're never going to work again. They don't know how they got the last job and they don't know how they're going to get the next. And so um, I kind of had my eye on that for years and years and years. At the same time, from a very young age, about five, when all those people were there, I, I was a really lonely child. Um, my Both of my parents were artists, um, and they were, you know, their philosophy on parenting was a little bit, we, we put you on the earth now, go, go. And there was not a lot of uh, interest, really, in the child as a person. And I think Children really need to be seen uh, and they need to be asked questions like you just asked me is, who, who are you? What's important to you? You know, what happened today? What was the best thing that happened today? Why was that the best thing that happened today? What do you wish would happen tomorrow? Anyway, there wasn't really a whole lot of interest in the children. And so I felt alienated and lonely. And I think a lot of kids feel this way and unseen. And I turned to nature because we lived in the country, and there were woods all around me. And I developed a very acute and important and cherished relationship with nature. You have only to look uh, lay on the grass and look up through the trees uh, to see God for me, or in a flower which is a miracle, or in fruits which are miracles. You know all of it is kind of a miracle if you just step back and look at it objectively. So, um, I, I not only developed that relationship, I was, I was very aware that I would be guided. I was guided and I could ask questions and I could hear answers of sorts. Um, I remember, uh, there, I have this in the book, the story of when I was a little girl, I was walking to school. It was just before, I think my eighth birthday. And I was feeling pretty sorry for myself. Like I'm thinking, you know, why don't they see me? I'm, I came here to make people happy, I, I have a purpose, I, I came here to help, I'm special, and I why don't I see that in their eyes? I, I felt something was really missing there. And I, it came in clear as a bell, it's not like I hear words, it's like a concept drops, the whole concept drops. And it was just kind of like, we're here, we might have to be enough, you know? Very matter of fact, kind of like, get over it, you know? <laughs> You have other blessings like this connection. And, uh, you know, from then on, I realized that I could have this guidance that I had something very powerful that I could go to that could I could query and that would guide me in life. Um, So uh, when I left home, I left home at a very young age, I, I went into New York because I was right outside Manhattan and of course you live anywhere near the perimeter of Manhattan as a young person you're like I have to go and live in that city so uh, I moved to Manhattan I was discovered by Eileen Ford who was a pretty big uh, modeling agent at the time and uh, she saw something in me I I don't know what because I was a really bad model you know they send you out for uh, test shots they call them test shots and you know, good, really good photographers are testing new uh, film or lights or something in their own technique, and they will use up-and-coming models and the exchanges, you get pictures from very good photographers and they get a free model. And I would take those pictures <laughs> back to Eileen. And she looked at them and said, Jocelyn, no, darling, you are so sad. Nobody calls me up and says, I want to hire that sad girl. You have to do something. You have to do better. And so I started, I realized I was really uncomfortable in front of the camera. I thought it was very intrusive and I don't know, I was not comfortable. So I started creating characters just in order to be in front of the camera. It wasn't me, it's this character. Mm -hmm. And I realized, and I took those pictures back and she went, oh, you're an actor. And I went, no, 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 no. My father's an actor. One of those in the family is definitely enough not acting and she ignored me and sent me out uh, on uh, acting auditions. And I booked the first one I got. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm an actor. Now I have to go to acting school and figure that. so I went to acting school, I became an actor. Um, You know, I like acting, I like the process. I love discovering a character. I love the creative aspects of that that's all through the book, it's like it's a series of questions. Who am I? What am I? What's important to me? What do I think about this? What do I do about this? Where am I? All of those questions um, can be asked and answered in quite inspiring ways. And uh, so... I started acting I did not like the life of an actor you're very much at effect of other people you know you, you give and you give and you give and they decide yes or no and that was not ideal to me and I had a calling for teaching I always knew that I would teach and I had this this Thing. I was working under my head about what is inspiration and what is art and what is that connection that I have in life and how does that apply to art and how does that apply to life? And so I became a teacher of, uh, you know, I, I was going to have my first child. I was 37. I was going to have my first child, but teaching and, and children go well. And so I started my teaching career. At, at then
1: I love the, the concept of describing yourself as a teacher, right, and not the artist and, and consultant and all that stuff. And I, and I asked the question, say, was just a week ago, I was doing a little three-minute video. Um, I, I call it Think on These Things, where I, I pose like a thought-provoking question. I asked three questions. I asked, who are you, uh, where are you, and where are you going? And I proceeded to explain that oftentimes when we asked that question, "Who are you?" We're—it's a difficult question to answer when you think about it deeply, because oftentimes we try to, you know, we use our titles or the jobs that we do, our careers, and things like that to describe us, which is which is okay, right? But at the core of all that is is a is a purpose, which is really what we're placed here to do. And so I like the fact that you. Identify that you're you're yes you're an artist but you're a teacher as well right you, you're helping people right through through the through the work of art which I find to be to be very powerful. Was there how did you identify that as a as a calling or, or as a passion or something that you were, were supposed to do? I know your dad. I think your dad was an actor. I could it was it was it an influence yeah. from your dad perhaps or?
0: No, no, it wasn't. I, I think uh, the teaching element came from the fact that I was so aware that I was graced mm-hmm. with this channel, for lack of a better word, it's really a channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I wanted to kind of give it to others which is what a teacher's job is. Mm -hmm. A teacher's job is to help you get where you want to go, Uh, sometimes to help you identify where you want to go. So there is always this in teaching, um, this helping, this spotting, seeing, being open. There's no I like the student, I don't like the student. Your job is uh, to help the student, to to uh, enhance, they should feel enhanced in some area when they leave you, spiritually, technically, Mm -hmm. uh, confidence-wise, all of those things are, are terribly, terribly important. And I think I moved toward teaching because I knew I wanted to give this uh, channeling
1: let's talk about some of the lessons in, in your book right that are that we can apply to our to our, our daily lives can you share maybe a few of them maybe we can do a little deep dive into well I
0: think they come in they come in you know they're they're simple things that have been around for a long long time because they work uh, meditation simple mindfulness simple breathing exercises Um just bring, being able to bring yourself to the present moment. Then I always talk about breathing and breathing into your heart. There's an intelligence in your heart. So when you consciously still yourself and breathe into your heart, you activate something. It's almost, you can almost feel a certain ecstasy there because it's as if the heart has been seen. The heart has been given space to communicate. So I talk about breathing into the heart a lot in meditation and um, I talk about observing without judgment and the power of practicing that is extraordinary because you see people in a new way, you see all of life in a new way. I talk about gratitude and uh, it's, you know, every, many people talk about gratitude, but it is true that one of the fastest ways to raise your vibration is to simply uh, contemplate the goodnesses and rightnesses in your life
1: oh, gratitude is certainly one that i've heard over and over again from you know psychologists and you know therapists. Yeah. And that's one of the most powerful things that uh that, that we can do but let's talk about meditation here a little bit in the world where there's so much noise there's so much distraction
0: yes yes,
1: yes. that noise right i mean even with kids I maybe mean, we have we have young kids okay. and you you know, t- two minutes of doing nothing. Oh, I- I'm bored, right? There has to be a constant desire to fill our lives with something, right? And and I think there's so yeah. much wisdom in that. How do we train ourselves, uh, Justin, to cut through all that noise and distractions and media and, and all of that, just, just to bring ourselves to that moment of, of stillness?
0: Well, you know, the first thing we have to do, Fred, is intend it. We have to see that we have to feel it in our heart. I think that would be valuable for me. You know, I didn't want to meditate. Um, I thought I'd be very bad at it. I had a very busy mind, uh, very active mind, very creative mind. and, And I thought it was dandy. And I certainly didn't want to give it up. And I just had a feeling I'd be very bad at meditation. And I don't like to do things I'm bad at. None of us like to do things we're bad at. So Um, I didn't want to do it. And then I had a little blood pressure issue. And they wanted to put me on meds. And, you know, I avoid meds like the plague. So I signed up for a mindful meditation class. And I changed my diet. And I started walking every day, which I love, you know, in nature, but walking in a different sort of way, really meditative walking, where I took the time to see things and stop and observe Mm -hmm. without judgment and things like that. So uh, it begins with intention. Really, you have to. I intended to avoid the meds, so I intended I'm going to learn about what is this thing that everybody is talking about. That and what is its per, Why is that good for you? And I discovered that you know the now moment, the the present moment is where life exists. There, there is no past. It's done. It's over. There is no future. We're not there yet that we are actually creating our life one moment into the next moment into the next moment into the next moment. And that the more that we can be in the moment, the more we can, you know, we're we're creating the journey one step at a time. So if we can consciously take those steps, we are living our life, we're in control of our life. And that's really what I wanted the book to do. I wanted the book to put people in control of their lives i know we we touched on
1: gratitude here a little bit but i think it's you know if you're if you're a faith person right this you know give thanks and all that i think it's it's somewhat easy to to realize that but in the in a society where there's so much focus on achievement and, and and competition and the self right and, and wanting to do things for yourself and which is which is okay right there's gotta you know do do that and in the workplace it's it's so much on the self and accomplishment and things like that and i wonder jocelyn in your opinion if that has any impact or minimizes the ability for folks to 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 be grateful right because if they look at you know look at all the things that i've acquired this is through sheer hard work and we're not bashing hard work or anything it's 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 a great thing to do but if 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 the attention is so much on what we've been able to do for ourselves how does that impact the ability then to be grateful if they're not looking at it through the lens of faith right As, as a spiritual thing
0: well i i think it's pretty easy to reflect on i wanted this and i got it um and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the even the the actions that I took to yeah. get that thing. Um, everybody wants more, you know. One dress isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Two dresses isn't mm-hmm. enough. Five dresses isn't enough. You know, um, you have mm-hmm. beautiful eyelashes. They're not long enough. They're mm-hmm. not bad enough. They're mm-hmm. not black enough. You know, uh, it, it, we always we want this this this. Addiction. We're really ha- we're dealing with addictions, is what we're dealing with. People are very easily addicted. They're addicted to reels. They're addicted to the news. They're addicted to media. They're addicted to having things. They're addicted to climbing the ladder. Um, they're addicted to comparing themselves. We're addicted to complaints. You know, people complain, which is the opposite of gratitude. Is is a complaint a constant complaint? It's like, what are you complaining about? Look at where you live, or what you have, or what you what you gained, for the actions in your life, what you've brought to your life. Look at the success of that. Write that down. You know, um, it, joy and gratitude go hand in hand. So, you know, another exercise I have is a joy list. It's called a joy list, mm-hmm. and it it came about I had an actor who had had a hugely successful career in television. He had a big, big series. And he had been chasing that, you know, the all series end. and he'd done it for seven years. And, and now he was in his forties and pushing 50 and he hadn't had that same success for like seven years or so. And he kept, he'd do series, but they wouldn't go. They wouldn't go for the big hit. And he just also looked unhappy to me. I said, I want you to make a list for, for the next class. I want you to give me 10 things that bring you joy. And he came back the following week and he said, I had the hardest time. He had to kind of confront the fact that that was very, very hard for him. He could not come up with 10 things that brought him joy. He could only come up with one thing that brought him joy, and that was golf. And I said, "Why?" Well, I want you to do a little thing about why. And he talked about the sun and nature and being, you know, out in those beautiful places. And then, you know, I said, okay, I want three more by the following week. And he said, I, I couldn't come up with them. I said, you know, go back to your childhood. Go back to what made you happy when you were 11. What made you happy when you were four, you know. And there'd be things like uh, softball. He loved he liked baseball, softball. And so I said, join a team. So he joined a team and he started playing ball with a group of actors and he loved it. it brought him great joy and then he'd go out with his buddies afterwards. And, you know, uh, there was something about singing and Christmas carols. And mm-hmm. so he, he ended up putting a group together that Christmas and they went and sang in and, and hospitals, I think. And it gave him great joy. Um, So you have to go on the hunt sometimes, but our childhood is a very good place to look. So part of what I, I kind of try to draw the line for artists in the book is discover what your purpose is. I'm here. I want to be there and how you discover what your purpose is. You ask questions and when your heart beats faster, when your stomach turns over, when you're a little scared or nervous or excited, That's the thing. That's your body telling you you're on to something go in that direction, ask more questions of that direction. And it will begin to become apparent to you. Um, And then once you know what that is, it's pretty easy to lay a path to Mm -hmm. do I'm going to take these steps to get there. And the final ingredient I tell people is be care, take care of your joy and your vibration and treat it exactly as if you already have it because when you treat something as if you already have it it's the law of attraction it comes right to it says oh that's where i am so it it connects to you
1: there's got to be some intentionality right to everything that's done i mean you talk about the joy list which i mean i'm sure you know if i were to think about it you know think what makes me happy i have to think about it right it's i think it's taking your mind yeah. back and and finding what truly, and there's so many things I'm sure we can think about that truly brings us joy. But I think oftentimes we just kind of gloss over, maybe we're expecting some huge esoteric thing, right? You know, yeah. In dollars or something, right? But
0: exactly. It, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's so many.
0: Exactly. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Gardens. Gardens give me joy. They get yeah. to yeah. plant things. To yeah. cook brings me joy. To cook for others brings me joy. So, these things are, you know, then you put these things on your schedule, you know, so that you have them there to look forward to and that you can count on. This is self care. This is real self care, how to take care of yourself. Do the things that bring you happy and happiness. Everyone on the planet is here for two purposes to bring joy to yourself and to bring joy to others, you know, because we are all individual expressions of the same thing which is consciousness which is gorgeous and beautiful and exciting
1: and we can go on and on and on but as we wrap up here i want to ask another one of my favorite questions here jocelyn to 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 my guest. and one question that i often ask since you're on this path is, is, is what defines you i mean if you're i know you talked about your 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 passion and, and your calling you you know the teaching thing that you do but what is the one thing that you'd say defines defines you as an individual?
0: I would say help. That you know, if I'm not helping in some way, I'm not fulfilled. Hmm. You okay. know, I came to to help, and I've known that from childhood. Oh, okay. I came to help. I'm not sure how to I'm going to help as a child, but I know that I'm here to help.
1: Hmm. Which I think kind of ties into the whole who are you question, right? Which is I'm I'm glad you nailed it there because it's and I tried this, you know, with a few folks this week and it was it was hard for them to kind of figure out who am I, right? Because it's yeah. I think you gotta force your soul back into you know that asking, right, peeling back the onion, so to speak, what's your what's your purpose, why, right? And until you discover who you are. So I love I love that you're able to come up with that so so easily and another thing really as we kind of wrap up here jocelyn is you're, you 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 have an audience you have folks who are listening to you right now there's some who are still grappling with with, with finding who, who they are so to speak and you have others who may may be unhappy right perhaps they can't think of anything in this world that brings them joy um and then there are others who are just so there's just so much noise and can't seem to find that that that, that solitude that quiet place to kind of meditate but why don't you speak address that person listening to you right now whatever you want to tell them and maybe someone needing you know to to get up from where they are and to where they need to be what would you what do you say to that person right now
0: well i would say this i would say two things the first is inside you there's an artist Hmm. there's an artist in every one of us and i can prove this by telling you that your first masterpiece your first work of art is your own life. Mm. And, you know, it's yours to care for. It's yours to cherish. It's yours to create in any way you want. And if you don't know what you want, you need to begin to ask questions. And if you ask questions, if you can intend on stilling yourself and just learning enough about How to discover quietude, how to discover how to sit with self and quiet the mind a little bit. Our minds are so busy all the time and social media and all media has just activated them more. They know that. They hook us. They know how to hook us and addict us from cartoons for children to silly television in the 50s and 60s and 70s to all the social media now, Um, we're a little addicted. So if you can kind of take a look at that and say, how am I spending my time? Because your time is yours. It's like a bank account. It's yours to spend any way you want. If you spend the next hour watching reels, you can't spend that time reading. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm gonna take a little second here to talk about the importance of reading people aren't reading and they think it's unimportant because they get their information from you know google and every information media list media. at my fingertips i i don't need to read it and, and fiction why should i read fiction you know i'm not even learning anything with fiction with fiction you are learning the most important thing there is which is how to exercise your imagination So, Fred, if you read a book and I read the same book and the person who's listening to us reads the same book, we make three different movies in our minds. When we watch a movie, we watch the same movie. We all see the same picture. But when we read a book, we challenge our imagination. It's very activated and it creates these pictures. And the reason that people are having trouble reading in high school is because now they're graduating, people don't know how to read because they don't know how to make pictures because all the pictures are delivered to us through media. So our minds are not, you know, clicking on all cylinders and your imagination is everything, you know, it's our future, the future is dreamed in imagination. So when I'm talking to my artists, I say, you know, it's up to you, it's up to you, the actors, I say, you know, Artists have always been the ones to point us in a new direction. I believe it's because they come from a higher frequency and they pull this in from the ether, from the ethos. You know, go in this direction. They have these inspirations that take humanity in a new direction. And so if everyone is operating in that way as an artist and takes responsibility for their life as as a work of art, we are going to move society very quickly in the direction that uh, higher consciousness wants us to to go in. Um, so I would say to your audience, there is an artist in you. You need to honor that and exercise that and believe in that. And, and you don't have to do, just go five minutes every day because doing something five minutes every day is a beautiful lesson that what you can get done. My daughter, I used to say only 20 minutes, you only need to do it for 20 minutes. So she learned piano in 20 minutes. She learned how to type 20 minutes a day. She learned how to play violin 20 minutes a day. She learned that, oh, if I practice something for 20 minutes a day, I can learn anything. I can learn a new language. I can learn an instrument. I can learn to type, you know, I can learn, to. it's just a matter of, you know, practicing over and over and over. But to start with meditation, five minutes. The next day, five minutes. It's how many days, five minutes, not, oh, I meditated for an hour last week on Monday. <laughs> and then I haven't meditated since. Better five minutes or 10 minutes a day, every day.
1: Incremental behaviors. Jocelyn, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. and there's been a few things here that i i'm taking away from this it's it's just making time to be intentional about that it's it's a meditation because we are gonna have reasons not to do it right there's just so many competing priorities for us and we got to be intentional about that uh practice and mindfulness being present and the gratitude right it's 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 one that i've heard over and over again i can't think i can emphasize this enough uh, but then also creating that joy list right there is there is there are many of those that we can find around. Right? We just need to intent and look and, and to just be you know, just just look at things from a different perspective. There's one that I do personally, I you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm thankful for the fact that I can breathe because I know that there are many that went to sleep that couldn't wake up, right? And, and it's not being spooky, it's mm-hmm. really about finding things, intentionally finding things for me to be to be thankful for. So yeah. I, I love that yeah. list that you mentioned and, and also asking asking why, because right? it's 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 there we just have to take our time and, and peel back uh, uh peel back the onion so to speak and, until we find exactly uh, what we're looking for jocelyn artist w- awakening the spirit within uh it's an it's on amazon and uh, i trust that you you've gotten something uh, great out of this and you check it out and just do you have a website also for for our listeners if so they you know check out some of your work as you're working
0: yeah i have a website jocelynjonesstudio.com and the same on instagram at jocelyn jones studio uh, plug in jocelyn jones studio you're going to find a, a number of things like that
1: okay very well just We we'll appreciate yeah. your time today in sharing some of those uh, uh mindfulness tips with us um and i trust that uh if you're listening you've gotten something right out of it uh and until next time when we we'll come here with another edition uh thanks again for your time and uh stay well